Hey, Colin, uh, have you heard of Lonesome George? Uh, yeah, like the, the tourist we did that episode on before. Yeah, but apparently he has a brother who's a snail. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Welcome, everyone, to the Protect Your Wild podcast, where we talk about sustainable news and current events and uh, kind of go a little off topic on them. just kicking off today's uh kind of thing is uh lonesome george the snail part two, um huh so i guess it's like part two yeah i guess it's part two um so instead of a turtle or tortoise there's a difference uh know the difference please don't be one of those people who chucks a you know a, a tortoise in the in the pond like that's snake. fucking evil uh, yeah, and dumb, literally just because you're stupid. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is about uh, Lonesome George, the snail, who, who is the last of his kind. He's a Hawaiian snail. I can't remember the scientific name, um, but he was the last like of his a... kind. He's 14 years old, huh? No, go ahead. I was thinking you're talking about the turtle. Still, this is gonna get so confusing in my head. Snail talk. Oh yeah, we're good. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, apparently he was last of his kind, and he just passed away this last New Year. Um, and it's kind of, you know, sad uh, that the species of snail um, now just doesn't exist in the world. Um, and a lot of the snails native to Hawaii are actually uh, threatened by invasive sn- uh, snails or species of snails called the wolf snail. So uh, like a there, like, civil war of snails going on. Essentially, in Hawaii, which is crazy, hmm. right? And now you're thinking, oh shit, you know, snails. Nobody gives a fuck about snails, like especially in Hawaii. Like, what, what's so special about snails? Anybody's right? gonna not care about snails. It's those damn Hawaiians, you know. I, I, I don't want to blame the Hawaiians. <laughs> uh, God damn Hawaiians, blame... man. <laughs> yeah. So, so essentially, uh, what, what this kind of like article is talking about is um, the snails are a very integral part of like the ecosystem in Hawaii, uh, and part of the reason is uh, these snails uh, eat funguses and fun- fungi. Funguses. I don't know what the plural term is. Fungi. fungi. No. Uh, fungi uh, i don't know you're confusing me um <laughs> so they feed off of the fungi that are on trees and uh, other plants right mm-hmm. so now that uh you know the species of snails are you know being threatened and uh, you know going extinct uh it affects the whole um animals homes go away with that um yeah, it just fucks up the whole Balance. Yeah, and uh, and and while it's kind of like looking at all this and uh, you know reading the article, I was, I was thinking uh, to myself like uh, nature shifts and kind of has its own balance, right? Uh, and you know species go extinct naturally as well. Sure. Um, and I was thinking, oh, you know, what have humans done to really change that? Um, like we're another species on this planet just as much as, you know, let's say a finch or another, you know, animal coming into an ecosystem is, you know, just another animal. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you th- 
think what we're doing is wrong or is it just natural, you know, selection yeah. or are we just a force of nature that's part of the ecosystem and we're just giant like change engines uh kind of like an elephant but oh yeah, yeah what, what's, what's your thought on that we're um we're doing a lot of shit and uh it's one of those things like who's it's it's hard to say if it's like good or bad objectively i mean i i'd like to think in general if species are going extinct as a result of our actions it's probably bad um but you know we're that whole idea that we're just like a speck on this huge history of the earth right and uh within our short amount of time that we've been here we've been able to um basically speed up the or yeah speed up the evolution of species right to domesticate mm-hmm. different animals is that right or wrong well i'm not i'm not really sure um and in this case, uh, I believe that didn't the article say that uh, this snail species that is killing this snail off was brought in to handle another invasive species, and then it just ended up preferring eating the local snail. That was that yeah, was like yeah, a I little agree. snippet I read where it's it's like yeah, we do all this shit, and then as these un- and the unintended consequences, right? Whoops. Yeah. Gotta get used and, to that. And I, th- I think. I, I think um, we we disturb um, like the natural order of things, um, but in the same way, like uh, aren't we a part of the, the natural order of things as well? Yeah, yeah. So couldn't an ar- argument be made like just you know people being people kind of shit? You know, sure. And, and similarly with bringing species back, that's another another ethical question is. Um, towards the end of the article, and I don't know if, if you're playing again that to that later, but they basically uh, said that you know soon we're going to have the ability to take uh, bits of DNA and potentially clone these species or potentially try to recover an already extinct species. So now mm-hmm. you might have these uh, ecosystems that kind of now adjust to this new invasive species. Uh, and then we reintroduce uh, a once extinct species to the wild. Like when that mm-hmm. starts happening, is that going to be a good or bad thing? Uh, it's so it gets so uh, gray. I think it gets hairy. Yeah, um, I, it, it's hard to tell um, how big of an impact re- reintroducing an extinct species to an ecosystem would, would uh, make. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly think it's a good idea. Um, it's kind of like unfucking ourselves because we're totally fu- fucking up the situation. If that's my personal opinion, well, it's like um, <laughs> you can be a born again Christian, but you can't really be a virgin again. That's not like how it works biologically. So it's like comparing that to this situation. <laughs> Yeah, we can kind of bring it back, but it'll n- never be the same because we already we already manipulated and we already changed things so much. Yes, um, I, I agree. Um, yeah, I, 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 that's a hard thing to do. Like, then what's the point of even pres- Uh oh, it froze on Insane. me. Uh oh. Okay, we're back. Say again. 
Oh, yeah. So uh, I was just uh, saying, you know, what's the point of, you know, preserving uh, species that are going extinct? Uh, because that's just a natural order of things, you know. Uh, you know, if another snail species is coming in, becoming more dominant, might as well just let it, what? right? If that's I what mean, nature maybe intends. Maybe it's trying to hang on to that, like, last shred of balance and uh, the fear of the unknown of what's going to happen when it's really not there or something. And mm-hmm. I think there's also just the general ethical standpoint that a lot of um, conservationists come from where it's like, we're sharing, we really are just sharing this earth with a bunch of other animals. And mm-hmm. although we've done plenty of things to, to kind of dick it up for them, um, it should also be our responsibility to try to uh, take care of them and protect the natural order of things in a way to, to the best of our yeah. ability. And I think we've failed tremendously at doing so. Um, mm-hmm. However, uh, when we look at move like, like moving forward, um, I I don't know if I believe in the the concept of trying to like unfuck things. You know, I, I think you can conserve and we can try to maintain things that haven't been uh, essentially destroyed or manipulated beyond recovery by the introduction of invasive species or what have you. Um, mm-hmm. But I I'm just not sure if if we'd ever be able to unfuck things. Yeah. It reminds me. So, so I, yeah. I, you referenced, um, natural order and balance, right? I, I want to argue that there was never, uh, a balance in the first place. There, like it's always the an natural flow, order for is sure. for the strongest to, you know, rise to the top. Right. If we speed right. up the process or we're a part of the process to make the world, uh, you know, more comfortable for us or changed for us. Um, are we not just the strongest species? Uh, I mean, we definitely are not, not tooting our own horn as humans here, but we are the strongest, but, um, um, yeah. So we are taking, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example that I could use, but, because I, I want to say that that kind of uh, logic removes us from being part of nature. Because right. as a part of nature, right, we don't stop evolution. We're, we're never like, oh, you know, that strongest, you know, elephant should not be the one to breed. Uh-huh. Right? I see what you're saying. Yeah. So what's, what's uh, you know, the difference there? We are probably just the strongest animal on this planet. So um, I think the fact that we we kind of also need those things to remain. Um, there's more... I, I think there's basically, like, value to having uh, bio... Excuse me, biodiversity. Um, mm. And you see that when any sort of... Uh, disease comes through an area that has no biodiversity so it it happens a lot in farming and things where um there's no strains or whatever of a plant or uh immune systems in an animal that can handle a certain thing right that comes through and then just decimates everything in one huge tragedy so because of that um i yeah i believe biodiversity in general is very important even for like the survival of humans in the long run um 
Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, still trying to think of the example. Basically, and uh, looking at I, competition, I, I, the, my my I, I don't want to say my ultra human response to that would be um, we could engineer biodiverse crop. You know what I mean? Uh, so like wheat that wouldn't be affected. Uh, like only a third of it would be affected by whatever disease uh, or plague right. or whatever it is. Uh, that it would be like the ultra. It would likely have to be to anything. a response, like you said, which would mean there would be some sort of catastrophe that brought that about. You know, we yes. can't totally predict the future, of course. So. No, um, but I, I think humans are super fast at reacting to things. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, with, with the invasive species, the problem is you're, when these animals didn't evolve around each other, you've had years mm-hmm. and years of evolution on divergent paths, right? You've had, yes. say, these pythons and anacondas and so forth, in one area, so the prey develop defense mechanisms, be they camouflage or whatever, to safeguard them from those predators. And then you say, now those bitches are in the Everglades, and the prey in the Everglades, they've been evolving around, say, alligators, right? Those predators. Mm-hmm. They don't have anything in place, naturally, to safeguard against an economy. So, so it's like, yeah, theoretically, I guess we could just, like, speed up this whole evolution thing and just drive all of the predators into like the wrong places and have them pick off all of the weak prey or you know basically eat through their their only uh food source as they mm-hmm. see ex- these species go extinct and um when you get the things out of balance usually over time the uh the boom and bust philosophy right um if a invasive species wipes through its food source and as it's doing so because it has some sort of easy food source right that hasn't developed to safeguard itself some sort of yeah. easy prey right that hasn't developed to safeguard against that predator you'll see the predator's population begins to boom and then the second that food source goes extinct or is not replaced by some other thing they move on to now that mm-hmm. species busts so not only did you wipe out the native species that were the food for these animals, but then you kind of like then wiped out or, or decimated the populations of that uh, invasive species as well. So I think that's like what you'll see happen in the long run. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think we're really there yet to my knowledge, at least. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like obviously all the invasive species problems in the world, but um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so just to play devil's advocate even further, right? Um, sorry, I'm going at you a little hard with these like being deep ass shit. I don't like it. It hurts um, <laughs> and it's hard. It's hard to defend myself um, sometimes. <laughs> uh, anyway, so isn't the whole point of uh, you know evolution and that whole natural selection game uh, to find and adapt and become <laughs> the most apex species in that ecosystem? Mm. 
I don't know if the point is to be the most. I think the point is survival. Or the most successful breeding species. The point is always survival. I don't know necessarily if it's to be the most or what what the most successful would mean or what what exactly you mean by that. But the point is always to survive. It's either adapting to the predators or the predators adapting to the prey or when it's plants. Yeah. I don't know. They fuck each other with pollen. But, but, I don't know how plants work. <laughs> But but the the one that adapts the best is able to breed, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's successful breeding through generations. I would define that as a successful evolution, right? Yeah. Um. Do you feel that you know the following the argument, um, invasive species might be the best way to find. Uh, the most prime species on this planet. Like, let's say introducing uh, pythons to the Everglades helps bring about an even, um, you know, maxed out uh, version of an alligator, one that can eat pythons and okay. just, like, not give a fuck. Now that becomes uh, a breeding species. It's a bigger, stronger, more powerful alligator. Um, so wouldn't that be a good thing? Or either vice versa, or it, or it brings about an even stronger snake. Well, again, these are. I think that's one of those like, I don't know, morality issues. Almost, it's like, uh, who's to say what's good or bad? Are humans a good thing? Well, we're humans, so we're kind of good. But look at what we've done to the world and every other animal we share it with. Is it a good well, maybe, thing? Maybe it's not a bad thing. I don't thing. know. Maybe maybe not a bad thing. Um, if we look at good and bad in terms of how it's going to impact humans in the long run, uh, I think anything that moves uh, too, too far away from biodiversity is probably a bad thing. Uh, but I also think we're almost in this snowball effect where we've done, we've had so many problems with invasive species and things being brought to places where they don't belong that I don't know if there's any like pushing the snowball back up the hill and like ref- there's no refresh button. So we kind of just, I think, see how this game plays out. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I don't have any more on that, but it's, it's, it's just hard. It's hard to say like what's good or bad or how, how, you know, what eyes you're viewing that through. If it's human eyes, yeah. then whatever I guess is best for us is good. But if you're looking at the eyes of whatever these other species are and that are going extinct, they they probably don't appreciate it. Oh yes, yes, yes. I, I, I'm I'm not trying to discredit you know Lonesome George or any of the other you know species that are going extinct. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just like a, a thought pro- process in my head also kind of diverged and kind of went, you know, uh, maybe we are creating stronger species in the long run, uh, ones that are you know, let's say let's say for example, is wolf snail, right? That's in uh, Hawaii. That's an invasive species. That's you know wiping out the native uh, ones. Let's say this one uh, starts to evolve to that you know climate, that island, that kind of uh, you know. It seems like it ecosystem. is doing fine over there, right? right? It definitely is. Yes, yeah. um, but now let's say it makes changes to to the environment um, that improves. Uh, its own species now it becomes its own separate species right mm-hmm. um you mean like a subspecies comes off of that from how it evolves on the new island right 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Would that be a bad thing? I I would say that's a good thing. Well, if the uh, the fungi or whatever that the snail that it ate off then flourishes and now there's a mass death of some type of plant that's a valuable resource to us that's not good mm-hmm. so there's these valuable to humans yeah i mean or valuable to whatever there might be another species that eats that plant but if the plant can't mm-hmm. flourish because there's some whatever the fungi is that the one snail eats then begins to take over and rot out those plants the yes. balance is thrown out of whack, and then once that species dies, maybe the thing that ate that plant, its shit maybe fertilized another plant species, and it needed a specific acidity that came from the Hawaiian koala shit, right? <laughs> and then yeah. once you remove that, now that species dies, and then when that species dies, so it, it's a chain reaction, right? I, I don't know how yes. it plays out, and I don't think anybody does, because to know that, you'd have to know exactly how each species mm-hmm. in its entirety in the whole web of the ecosystem interacts with it every one tied of into them. each other yeah. and then you just start xing things out and be like well this goes now that goes it's a, now it's that a goes now this constant goes. chain reaction right, right. But, but i think we, we i guess hopefully we terraform humans. mars by the time this shit is like at the last chain link <laughs> we we terraform our own planet so badly i i, I poorly yeah no our best but, chance of terraforming no. is right here and fixing this problem as best we can but yeah um so what do you what do you think about uh the the idea of of like cloning these things what do you think about the idea of cloning in general do you think it's moral too much playing god do you think it's uh um would be could be beneficial to us in the long run to have that like in our back pocket is something we can do um or do you think it's like unforeseen consequences and like too risky like ai (laughs) um or is it just inevitable and we'll just see what happens i I think we're gonna end up going down that path and doing it anyway Mm -hmm. and not ask if it's right and how do you think Um, trump will feel about it no (laughs) kidding (laughs) He's too stupid to understand it. Um, anyway. Yeah, I'm too stupid um, to understand it, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just growing another... It's like growing uh, like a sheep. Uh, I think they've already cloned a sheep. Um, it's mm-hmm. just... I, I think we keep going forward in science and, and looking at all these benefits. Um, and I personally, I think it's wrong to do it. Um or I personally I don't think it's wrong to do it. I, I think having the capability of doing it is a huge temptation and then just falling for it will be a natural step. Right. Um right. It's it's if you I, gave me the I option agree. I think it's kind myself, of inevitable. I would say no. Um the only you should animals should only be made when another animal puts his pee pee and the the other one and then you have the animal, <laughs> but if uh, it involves a petri dish, uh, uh-uh. no, no, I, I, I disagree there. Um, you know, I, I think you can genetically engineer a little bit, um, mm-hmm. because there's definitely like, um, you know, diseases and uh, I want to say like birth, of, like you know, people that are born with like, basically uh, unnecessary suffering. Like yeah. If we have a solution yeah. to something that would lead to a life of suffering, would you not offer it? Right. Why are we looking for the cure yeah. to cancer? Because 
or insane with Alzheimer's because it's a lot of suffering in that that end, you know. And I think yeah. a big part of technological developments to try to stop suffering. Yeah. And and honestly, I think cloning puts us behind um, because what you're doing is just repeating a generation in the evolutionary chain, right? So humans are naturally just taller than they were back, you know, a few hundred years ago. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's a product of evolution. Uh, I also think our bodies uh, process food a bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, food itself is, of course, quite changing. And our, yeah. our diets and what we eat has been quite different. Um, the exactly. level of nutrition still has been like, you know, the highest of all time as far as understanding availability of nutrients to, uh, you know, majority or large part of the population. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think all these uh, factors are affecting <laughs> our species uh, because I, I don't think we'll, I don't say we won't be human anymore, um, but soon we won't be as uh, akin to our ancestors as we were once were. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I'm speaking like, you know, four or five generations down. Um, but even still, uh, I would be, I wouldn't be surprised to see that we're bigger and stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even more intelligent too. I could see intelligence um, because think about, uh, in general, the, the traits that lead to success in our society you have mm-hmm. better odds of being successful via paths of intelligence, um, you know, working through f- success being like wealth and things yeah. like that, right? That's not how I mm-hmm. define it necessarily, but regardless, um, then you do through physical feats, right? Through athletics and things like that. You have a higher chance, I think, of hitting a moderate level of success through your brain rather than your brawn. Um, yes. And because of that, I definitely see uh, the educational development moving a lot faster than physical. Um, similarly, with yeah. the benefits of technology to the society um, and the way that information is becoming increasingly available, it's like, yeah, hopefully there will be some huge strides as innovators are born into this world right now where there's just at the tip of your fingers access to almost everything. But um, you know, the less countries and third world places that have access to, you know, meet their initial needs and then beyond that explore the all the vast amounts of information that are out there, they're not then able to contribute to the innovation of things. So we're missing out on almost like a billion minds that could be helping us solve these global problems because they're not, you know, they're not getting the food, clean water shelter and protection those those yeah the hierarchy of needs right that they need um anyway yeah so i i think that's a really cool conversation and if you guys want to read that article uh it's on national well, geographic do you know what it is yeah. yeah we'll link it in the notes and so forth um but yeah give old yeah. lonely george a read but uh so warden of or wanker Alvanash, who do you who do you what do you what do you got for us this week Sweet. Glad you asked. Um, for those of you who are new or don't know what our segment is called, it's called Warden or Wanker. That's, that's what we're calling it right now. Um, <laughs> I like it. It's growing on me. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, I dig it. Um, so essentially, a warden is someone who does something great for the planet. A wanker is just a jerk off who doesn't do shit and is probably harming the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, so for this week, we got um, Costa Rica as our warden. Um, the president, Carlos Alberto Quesada. Sorry, what was that? I'm pronouncing. What was that name? One more time. Quesada. Uh, uh, <laughs> Quesada? That sounds good. Like Asa, dude. Oh, okay. Like, what's that? Oh, okay. All right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but essentially, um, Costa Rica is like on the right path uh, to go carbon and plastic neutral by 2021. Oh. Uh, which I think is such a good feat, um, just because that, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, but some of the things that uh, Costa Rica can brag about is that it's been using renewable energy uh, since 2014, and that was like 99% of its energy. Uh, and the way it does it is through its rivers, uh, volcanoes with geothermal, uh, and just you know, using these renewable sources, they kind of show the world, hey, uh, it's definitely possible to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, they're smaller, so they're able to mobilize, mobilize a lot faster yeah. and easier. And they're uh, less, I bet the they're scales. less consumery than we are, so their their demand might be a little lower, too, per, per capita. Yes, yes. Uh, agreed, agreed. And, and their emissions are obviously going to be low mm-hmm. in comparison, but they also have one of the lowest emissions uh, in the world. Um, and, and the cool thing is... Um, a whole bunch of countries got together in Poland for this, uh, you know, summit or, you know, conference kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like agreed, uh, hey, these, the, we should all make an effort to lower our carbon output. Um, and you want to guess which countries weren't there? Uh, Russia and the U.S. Russia, Saudi Arabia, and the U.S. Well, I got two out of three. <laughs> Not bad. A bunch of dumb fucks. <laughs> don't don't agree that it, you know uh, uh, on the data or what what the scientists are saying about the planet. Yeah, um, it's a shame that and, we're and not the thing being is, represented nationally because I don't I really don't believe that is on average the national consist, consensus on on the environmental. It, side it's here. not the national consensus, but as is the result of our election and oh, right, the right. people That's we have in office, what's represent, who represent our country, right? Um, I'd like they, to think that's not accurate, but you know, I think a lot of people would like to think that. But yeah, well, yeah. Uh, we should probably vote better people in office. Um, <laughs> but that's that's just like a bigger issue in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, some other things that they're they, that Costa Rica is really doing right is that um, they kind of uh, allotted twenty five percent of their land mass for. Um, environmental purposes so that's all protected land uh so they're keeping their ecosystems and you know trying not to fuck all that shit up um because they They get a lot of ecotourism too they do yes and and think about you know you don't want to stay on a beach resort and see trash floating towards you so in an effort to you know go plastic neutral uh they're also getting rid of single-use plastics and i know that's a god yeah, so by 2021, all single-use plastics are going to be, uh, you know, banned essentially. 
And I, I think that's, you know, pretty heroic on their part. And other countries should look toward Costa Rica's example. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, um, they, they bring this up, uh, the, the standards that they agree upon in, in this Polish, um, you know, climate change summit or whatever, yeah. um, are just the bare minimum. They're not going to save our planet. Um, and what other countries are doing is just like barely it. Um, so they need to exceed that and be like Costa Rica, go full on, like ban all, uh, single use plastics and try and go fully renewable because, uh, just hitting the bare minimum is not solving the problem. It's just delaying it's not good enough. just a little yeah it's not good enough. yeah and um and, and two of the biggest you know factors or culprits i would say are the united states and russia and we're not doing shit and same thing with saudi arabia um they're just jizzing out oil left and right yeah but um <laughs> yeah 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 uh i i think if you look at these these countries goals like like as if you were a person um mm-hmm. I think the same saying goes that if you don't aim for the top, you'll never hit it, right? So if we're not even making the goals to get there, like there's no guarantee that that Costa Rica is going to even meet their goal in that amount of time. But damn if they aren't trying to get there, you know? Oh, yeah. And if if we don't sit and start uh, making our goals, and I I think this is something that people can do personally as well with their own lives – Set mm-hmm. some goals um, as far as your own use and stuff of, of our resources uh, and how you use single-use plastics, right? Put Just put your foot down and say, you know what? My goal is going to be to eliminate single-use plastic from my life because our fucking government's not um, making it required. So I'm going to do my damnedest to to improve my impact on the earth. And we can only hope that um, as more people learn and become aware that our government will, you know, follow suit and turn a corner and start setting some of these fucking goals like Costa Rica to actually take steps forwards. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. Um, and and I, I, I also agree with, you know, your, your point. Like, you don't wait for your leaders who are flawed and still arguing the fact that that climate change exists. Um, don't wait for them to, you know, enact policies. Just do it yourself. Um, Absolutely. Because some people are, you know, I, I can't believe we're in a country uh, uh, that touts, you know, we're the best at blah, blah, best at this, whatever. So, so fucking good at, you know, Olympic Games, but absolute We're shit sporting the shit out of planet. it. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's great. You can throw a fucking ball real far or you can, you know run super damn fast or i don't know whatever sports we're really fucking good at um all of them but we're absolute shit when it comes to saving the planet um oh wars oh my goodness are we good at wars that has Um, a big environmental impact as well but um yeah man take a stand be but we never want to stand for yeah we always want to be like yeah protect the planet oh yeah america but like when it actually comes to protecting the planet we're the worst. We're actually <laughs> right. the biggest villains, I would argue. Uh, we're up there. I, I would put China first, I think. But we're, we're why, why would you put China first? They're not denying climate change as a thing, and they're also 
like their, their government's working towards um well they have strong control over their pr stuff because of being kind of a communist and fascist state so it's hard to yeah. really know what's going on in there uh and they have like fucked things so fast through how rapid their industrialization has been that although they are at least being publicly acknowledging a lot of these things and i think they do have more science and science accepting people in their uh, government at the moment um, it's uh, I think hard to, to get accurate um, gauge of where they're at because they're only going to talk mm-hmm. about the good and try to cover up the bad and there is that is just a reality there is still a lot of terrible things going on in China um, and that's, that's Agreed. Yeah. why we're democratic but um, is there anything else with the, the, the Ricans there is that offensive Ricans uh... Yeah, yeah. So uh, last thing, uh, it's just a quote from uh, the president, Carlos Quesada. Uh, and Carlos he basically Wasada. said, <laughs> uh, he said, uh, decarbonization is the great task of our generation and Costa Rica must be one of the first countries in the world to accomplish it, if not the first. Uh, when we reach 200 years of independent life, we will take Costa Rica forward and celebrate, which I, which I think is a pretty great, uh, you know, goal and, uh, you know, quote by this president um, to, like, you know, look forward to the future and kind of be like this beacon saying, hey, you know, we're able to do it. Uh, so the rest of the world should follow suit. And my question is, if America is so fucking great and awesome uh why aren't we the first ones to do this uh you know i don't know but hey mr carlos wasada (laughs) you're officially a warden of the wild yeah you're awesome dude yeah um so yeah if, if you like what you hear uh please subscribe to the podcast leave a review um it helps us a whole lot as we we try to grow this thing and hopefully get some sponsors soon and uh, when we start having a season of guests, it'll help us get bigger, better, more interesting guests. Um, if you'd like to contact us, shoot us an email at protectorwildpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so it's the podcast name at gmail.com. And finally, uh, please uh, follow and subscribe to at Alda Lifestyle on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, but mostly Instagram is where it's at. We got good blogs going. Um, and yeah, am I forgetting something? Oh yeah, um, I think it's Protect Your Wild. Ba-bam!